My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies. And at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me on my journey to profit from the hobby we all love. Hello, sports card investors, and welcome to another episode. And today, I have a question for you. Have you seen what's been happening out there? Have you seen the cards that in May were $100 and in October were selling for over $800? Eight times appreciation in less than six months. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Optic Hollow. And in this case, the Luka Doncic Optic Hollow PSA 10. Yes, the Luka Doncic Optic Hollow PSA 10 could have been yours in May of this year for around a hundred bucks. And you could have sold that same card last month for over $800 because those are real eBay sales. And that is really what has happened with that particular card. But it's not just the Luca. It is Optic Hollow as a whole that has seen a meteoric rise in price over the course of the last few months. Why? Why did that happen? And more importantly, what is the next type of card that is going to see such an incredible popularity lift that's going to take its prices to the next level. That is what we are going to dive into on today's episode. And we're going to get right to the episode. The only thing I'm going to say before this episode starts is I would love to have you join our Discord chat server after this episode is over to talk about it. Because if you haven't been on the Discord chat server recently, we have amazing conversation going around the clock in a whole bunch of different channels. And we've even added a new feature in the last few days that rewards people who chat a lot. It recognizes them with different levels in the Discord chat server. And eventually, we'll probably start awarding some prizes or contests to the folks who are the most active on our Discord chat server. So I would definitely encourage you to check it out. It's totally free and it's awesome. And you get to it by going to sportscardinvestor.com and clicking on Discord chat server in the main menu link. Sportscardinvestor.com, click on Discord chat server. Let's talk about Optic Hollow and let's talk about what set could be next to see this incredible rise in price that Optic Hollow has seen. And to have this conversation with me today, I'm gonna to bring on a special guest. His name is John Tory, Jonathan Tory. You may recognize his name because he was one of my guest posters to my blog last month. He made a post called Cross Sport References uh, to Invest in Potential, Not Steals. It was a really smart post. He's gonna talk about it a little bit uh, at the beginning of this episode, uh, but then we're going to launch into the conversation around Opticalo. He had submitted an article to me this month with the idea of let's do an article around this price increase that we've seen, but more importantly, let's do an article around what the next sets could be that could see this type of price increase. And so I said, you know what? 
That's a great article. And in fact, the article is on my website right now, sportscardinvestor.com as of just a few minutes ago. But more importantly, it would make a great show. So come on my show, John. Let's have this conversation because I've got a lot of thoughts on it. John's got a lot of thoughts on it and it's gonna make a great conversation. So let's jump right into it. Here we go, my conversation with John Torrey. Hey, John, welcome to Sports Card Investor. Really happy to have you on the show. Yeah, awesome, Jeff. Thanks for having me, I appreciate it. So tell me a little bit about your background when it comes to sports card investing. Yeah, so sports card investing. So I started collecting cards when I was a kid, literally buying them at flea markets, buying cards that just had the eye appeal for me and the players that I like. Not really investing, not really buying rookie cards, but I grew up in Philadelphia, so I'm a big Eagles fan, Sixers fan, Phillies fan. So I, I was buying a lot of those cards. And then this past summer, uh, I, I started to notice an, an uptick in, in sports card investing and, and prices and things like that. And I actually got tipped off to it uh, by Gary Vaynerchuk. And, and just sort of the, the fire was lit again. The nostalgia came back. And, and I just kind of dove in head first. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you, you've had some, you, for, for only having invested for such a short period of time, I feel like you've yep. learned a lot of lessons along the way. I know you posted Definitely. to my blog last month about some of the lessons you learned, and I think you had some really good insights. Tell us a little bit about that. For sure, yeah, so so I, uh, the first article that I wrote uh, was really about buying for the potential and not the deal. So so when I dove into this, I, you know, I work as a product manager. One day I want to start my own business. So I really wanted to focus on the business aspects of, of card collecting because it's such real-time feedback, the market's moving quickly. And so I've sort of been evaluating my processes and sort of looking back and thinking, okay, what mistakes that I make could I improve in the future? And really the main one is that I was constantly trying to find the deals. So looking at current market level prices and always paying less no matter what. And what I realized as prices started to appreciate, specifically with Patrick Mahomes, that's the one that I look at. I was buying, I bought a couple of his cards raw for $70. I, I would not pay 75, I would not pay 80. And as everybody has seen, those cards graded a PSA 10 have appreciated to $1,000. So now what I've shifted and what I'm trying to help with other investors is really think about the potential of the card, the potential of the player. If you're haggling over five, 10, 20, even $50, but you know that card's gonna double, maybe triple in price, right? That's what you're thinking is gonna happen. Just go for it. Don't, don't yeah. hesitate. You know, that's that's great advice because if you think about it, if you if you're on a hot player and that player is starting to go up and yeah. up and up, you're yeah. never going to get a price that is below what the historical value exactly. was of what that card sold for a week or two ago because the exactly. card is going up. So your point is you can actually cost yourself uh, the potential for, you know, for to, to get some great cards and to and to see some great returns if you exactly. are so focused on haggling for a deal and just getting a good value. Right. Don't trip over the pennies to get to the dollars. And I, I think another thing that that's really useful in sports card investing and even collecting is just look at other sports. So I, I started to look at, at, you know, before football season started, I said, OK, Patrick Mahomes, PSA 10 prisms are selling for about three hundred dollars. So that tells me other quarterbacks in the NFL below 300 are potentially undervalued. There's potentially a ceiling there. And I was also looking at basketball. I was looking at Giannis Antetokounmpo. His base prism PSA 10 was going for $500. So even with Mahomes, I knew, okay, that ceiling for a prism base is probably about $500 looking across the sport. So you can, not only can you sort of cost yourself and look at, okay, where am I haggling when the when the prices might go up? But I can look at other sports to determine the potential of a particular card set on a player. 
Yeah, it's an interesting way of looking at it. And of course, you know, sports are different and years are different and print runs are different. So for you sure. do have to consider some of those things uh, and Definitely. some of those things come into play. But for yeah, you are right that the investor or the collector, I should say, the collector mindset, if they look at one sport and they're like, well, Giannis is trading for this. So, you know, Mahomes has the potential because they're both Definitely. absolute icons in their sport. That yeah, makes okay. sense that how a guy how a guy, you know, breaks through the ceiling in one sport could impact the card prices of, of how a guy in another sport could potentially yeah. uh, break through as well. So, yeah, in, yeah. interesting yeah. thoughts there. Uh, that was a great article last month. We got a lot of great feedback on it. But now yeah. you've got a new article that yeah. is uh, live on my blog, Sports Card Investor, today. And this yeah. is what I really wanted to talk about because you, sure. you, you, you brought some really interesting thoughts to the table. I know you've had some you know, kind of some, you called it another epiphany yeah. through a lot of the historical price data that you've been looking at and studying. So tell me yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So so I found myself, I, I love this game so much. I mean, it, it, it's so much fun. And again, I started in May. So I started buying in the off season. And, and I was sort of sitting there thinking, okay, now we're in season, prices are going up. You know, everybody's buying prism silvers. And, and that's really where- And you're, you're talking about basketball specifically? Talking about basketball, I'm okay. talking about football. Yeah, football. so when you look at, so football, Mahomes is $1,000, right? His, right. His was in PSA 10. Those cards are appreciating. Looking at basketball, once the season started, you saw Luca. He was sitting around $700, PSA 10, Prism Silver. Now he's back up to about $1,000. And I'm thinking, okay, this isn't necessarily the game that I want to play and, and continue to buy and maybe hope that those appreciate even more. What I want to start to look into is what are some of the card sets for those specific players that might be undervalued? And start to dive into that. So, so one of the 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 trends that I started to see was the LeBron James optic hollow for for this year, this release. It was his first one in a Lakers jersey. I, I and I started to look at the data and look at the PSA population data. They're hard ten to grade. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at the Dunruss optic, the refractor. It's an action shot. It's him shooting the basketball, and those are selling for about eight hundred dollars PSA ten. So I saw that and I thought, what, what's going on here? How come I didn't see this, right? And that could be the next step in my investing career and even in my collecting career is just figuring out, okay, so what are those undervalued sets? And what are the elements? What are the tenants of those cards that sort of repeat themselves across sets and then end up becoming popular? So a couple of the things that I'm, I'm really looking for is, you know, the population data and the split between a PSA 9, PSA 8, and PSA 10. If you look at any of the Prism Silvers for Trey Young and Luca and, and, and any of the players from that year, you're at about 72% of those are going to grade fresh out of the box of PSA 10. So looking at the data, that's what you're going to see. But those optic hollows are, are less than 50%. So when you see that and you think, wow, a, a PSA 10 in that card is a lot harder to get. And you'll see it. It's reflected on eBay. It's reflected on Mercari. They don't come up that often. If you want to find a Luca Silver PSA 10 Prism, you, there, there's listings on eBay pretty much all the time. But if you want to find a Luca uh, uh, PSA 10 Optic Hollow, that's, that's not coming up as much. Now, I'm sure that there's a lot that PSA is processing or, or BGS is processing, so there's going to be more out there. But that was one of the first clues I thought, okay, let me start to look at sets that don't get 10s very easily because those can be very desirable. And then I also started to think about eye appeal. So looking at the LeBron James, this is an $800 card. It, it's not a rookie, right? It, it does have the refractor element, but it's because it's his first one in a Lakers jersey. It's that action shot that's so reminiscent of his tops 
chrome uh, rookie card where he's taking that shot. You see the crowd in the background. So now I've started to say, okay, let me look at eye appeal. Let me look at um, print runs. You know, the, the Giannis Antetokounmpo Galactic from 1819, that's a $600 card. I had never even heard of it, but but it it's such a short print run. And a new one that I've been looking at is the Kabooms. So if yep. you look at the Luka Kaboom, $300, now they're selling for $3,000. Super, Yeah, it got super popular super fast, huh? Yep, definitely. So th th those are some absolutely great insights. Let's talk about Optic Hollow specifically, because that has been something that over the course of this summer and fall, those things have gone crazy. And you just yeah. pointed it out. And it's it's interesting. Er, uh, earlier this summer, I had somebody tweet me and they said, hey, I can't afford to buy Prism Silvers mm -hmm. of uh, some of the basketball players you're talking about on your show. Yeah. What other type of card should I buy? And I actually yeah. responded and said, get your hands on an Optic Hollow if you can, yeah. because I, f I feel that the Optic set in general, it's, it's kind of the little brother of Prism and it's never right. gotten the same respect. It's a, it's a lot less expensive of a set than Prism. But For I sure. do feel like you know, as the as the prism print runs have increased, the optic print runs, especially for something like hollow, have not increased at the same nature. So you've actually yeah. got a little bit more scarcity there. Yeah. And the fact that it's a little bit lower of a price point to get in with the product if you're buying wax or something of that nature as prism, especially this year, starts to go absolutely crazy in yeah. what the prices of hobby boxes are coming out at. Optic is going to start to look like a better and better value and Definitely. get more and more attention from collectors and investors. So that yeah. that trend uh, that I, I thought we might start to see actually played itself out even beyond what my expectation was. Yeah. I know in your article, as an example, you mentioned like Trey Young. So yeah. talk, talk a little bit about some of the numbers that you saw in regards to Trey Young's prices. Yeah, for sure. So so Trey Young, awesome players, have a great season, right? So so I, I have a bunch of his silver, pre, you know, Prism PSA 10s, and I'm thinking, all right, but I, I don't want to keep paying five, six hundred dollars. I don't have that to keep to keep doing that. Um, so I started to look at the data. So when you look at uh, the, the Trey Youngs, I think there's about fifteen hundred silver Prisms that are graded for PSA. I think that that's about right. And when, when you look at the numbers, about 72% of those, when I checked a couple weeks ago, were PSA 10s. So about seven out of 10 that you're submitting are gonna get a PSA 10. That That's a pretty good ratio. Then I started to notice the optic hollows. I, I started to notice them skyrocketing. And so I started to look at the grading. I think there's only like 90 of them that are graded and it's about a 50-50 split. Mm -hmm. So there's less that are graded. And and that's not to say that there's a bunch in PSA right now and maybe they, but they're, but 20% less are, are, are PSA 10s, and you're just not finding them um, on, on eBay. And so I also sort of looked at the jump in, so I looked at the beginning of October, I think, to the beginning of November, something like that, and just looked at the increases in raw prism silvers and the increases in raw optic hollows. Because someone might say, hey, look, like Trey Young's having a crazy year, that's why they're increasing. But the optic hollows, the 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 increase was higher than the silver prisms in that time. Yeah, so to pull a couple of the specific numbers out there, on October yeah. the third, um, the Trey Young optic hollow a raw sold for twenty four dollars and ninety five cents on yeah. a buy it now. That exact same card, October twenty fourth, similar you know similar raw card, similar condition, nice looking yeah, card. Yeah. Sold yep. for $99 on a buy it now. So, you know, over the course of a few weeks time, we saw that card literally quadruple in value. Yep. And while Trey Young obviously got out, off to an incredibly hot start, so of course yeah. all of his cards went up, but right. the, the hollows uh, went up at a much quicker pace comparing it to, let's say for example, his Prism Silver, uh, 
October 3rd, same day that that first hollow sold, a Prism Silver Raw sold at 150 bucks. And then October 27th, a Prism Silver Raw sold for $179 on a buy it now. So the jump, yeah. there was a little bit of a jump there, but not nearly the same jump, certainly not a quadruple, exactly. not, you know, not even anywhere close, not even double. Um, exactly. So the, yeah, the hollows really caught fire and that, and, and what we see there with those particular Trey Young sales, we just pulled out, even though those are just a few individual sales, it does right. follow the trend pattern that uh, we've seen, uh, you know, Luca, for example, his silver hollows just ha absolutely have gone crazy, much <laughs> yep. quicker, much quicker multiplier than, um, you know, what we've seen with silver prisms during the same time period. For sure. Yeah. And you're right that there there are probably, so the population data right now on optic hollow is extremely low, you know, if you're looking at PSA 10. And by the way, for those of you watching the show, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about with population data, you can go onto PSA website, PSA's website, or you can go onto Beckett's website, and yeah. they will actually have a population report there where you can type in any card and it will tell you how many have been graded uh, total and then what the different grades they've received are. And so what John is suggesting is by going to their websites, by pulling that population data, you can see the relative popularity and also potentially print, you know, print runs to a degree. It's an indicator of how many of these cars are out there in the marketplace. Uh, and yeah. so the hollow where you've got, I, you know, based on the numbers you were saying, like 15 times less PSA 10 optic hollows of a Trey yeah. Young than you have of a prism silver Trey Young. I mean, it, it shows a huge difference. Now, there are probably a ton of optic hollows that are now going out for grading, they probably were not valuable enough uh, yeah. maybe earlier in the year to be sent out for grading. And so now there's probably a lot more going out. So that number will, that gap will probably close some, but it's right. never going to catch up to each other. And it's never going right. to catch up to each other for two reasons. First of all, because uh, the prism silvers were printed with more frequency than the optic hollow, just in general. So there's more yeah. prism silver out in the world than there right. is optic hollow from what, from what I understand and from what I've seen. And the second of all, as you said, the prism silvers, they're grading at a PSA 10 over 70% of the time, yeah. whereas the optic hollows are grading only about 50%. So even if right. the print runs of prism silver and optic hollow were the exact same number, even yeah. if the exact same number were printed of both cards, the optic hollow in a PSA 10 form is still going to be more scarce simply because right. it's harder to grade as the PSA 10. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. So, so definitely some techniques there. And so, if you can, if I'm talking to the investor audience out here, if you can start <laughs> anticipating what other types of cards, uh, you know, may not have as many graded right now, may be difficult on a ratio standpoint. If you go look right. at, you know, how are these cards grading as a ten versus a nine? What is the ratio? And if you start to discover some other card sets where it's hard to get a ten, like it is with an optic hollow. Yeah. And that the you know prices are low compared to potentially the print run and how scarce the print run is. Yeah. Then you have the potential to to maybe get in early on a card that investors could start to realize over the course of time, like oh that's a that's an interesting you know difficult to get card. Yeah. Um, I think and I'd be curious to hear your opinion on where you think some opportunities may lie. I think you're going to see more attention with select. Uh, with basketball going forward. <laughs> yes. Yeah. S same reason, same similar type thing as optic. It's, it's, you yeah. know, it's a little bit of a, a little brother to yeah. prism, 
but yeah. it's it's a good set. It's got all of the parallels and you know the refractors that people love yeah. to collect. It's got all the serial numbered cards. Yeah. It's got some cool designs. It's got some cool inserts and variants. It has potential to you know much like optic and optic hollow. I think Definitely. some of the cards in the select series have potential to start to rise in popularity. Yeah, no, Jet, you took the words right out of my mouth. I, I was gonna share select is is the set that I'm looking at. It, it's undervalued. It, I mean, it definitely is. So you know, I look at players like like I really like Ben Simmons. I really like Joel Embiid. Again, I'm a Sixers fan, so I'm a little yep. bit biased. But you know, wh when I'm thinking about buying those cards, it's like you can get refractor selects that have that refractor element to them for much much cheaper than than the Prism rookie. And then you look at the population data, it, it's just a lot lower. But other things to think about, it's you know, um, look at, at, at cards that the refractor is really big, but look at, you know, if someone was traded, like LeBron's an obvious one being in, in the Lakers jersey. But when it comes to eye appeal, like I've been buying a bunch as I can get them, the, the Trey Young optics, the, the tri-colors, because it's red and yellow. And that's the same color as the Hawks jerseys. And, and if I'm really thinking like a collector, I'm like, if I like Trey Young, I want that card that that has the coloring to match the 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 uniform. It just looks slick. That's why the Luca the the Prism Blues are I think so attractive because it, it matches the uniform and and you know so I think looking for little variants like that too really helps. So you just made a really important point there. You said the words if you if you think like a collector. Yeah. Because right. ultimately ultimately if you're a sports card investor your sale if you're if you're the last investor that holds a right. card at its peak yeah. your sale is going to be to a collector yeah, that's definitely. your ultimate sale not to an investor because right. investors are always going to be looking to get the better deal and to get exactly. the dollar so if you want to sell at peak value you actually don't want to be selling to other investors you want to be selling to the collector 100%. right yeah. and so if you think about what the collector might want to see in a card, what what could make it cool? What could make it appealing uh -huh. to the collector, not the yeah. investor? Yeah. Then you might be able to find a card that can command an additional premium. Yep, definitely. Um. So you know that, and that that's part of it is like I. So getting into this originally was to invest to make some money to hopefully fund some entrepreneurial venture, and then I started to realize, wow, I actually I love cards. So I, I actually do a little bit of collecting myself, which has helped inform some of this, but. The other thing to look at too, when you look at serial numbers, um, you know, one of the moderators on, on our Discord channel sold an Optic Hollow uh, serial numbered for Trey Young to his jersey number. I think Trey's number 11, and it was 11 out of 25. And yep. it, I mean, that commanded a significant premium. But I guarantee you, that was a collector who bought that and thought, "This is cool. I have to have sure. that." Sure, it makes it makes 100% sense, right? And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. And a great example of that is when you are looking at like National Treasures RPAs or, or yeah. really any any type of card that has a patch of the player's jersey. Yeah. It, collectors want multiple colors, right? The yes. ones that have three colors from the jersey or four colors from the jersey yep. sell for significantly more than the ones that are a single jersey and, and it, the single color of the jersey patch, right? And same condition, same card. So if you had two PSA 10, National Treasure RPAs, yep. exact same card, and one of them had a patch that was a single color, and then the other had a patch that was three or four colors. That three or four color patch is going to go for a significant premium, and it's because yeah. the it's the eye appeal. It's the eye appeal. Yeah. It's what you said. Same if you get like part of the player's you know jersey number, or if you get part of the player's yeah. letters on the back of their jersey. It's the or or the patch of their team. It's the eye appeal 
for the collector. So again, that's something that the collectors are going to be looking at thinking about. And as yeah. an investor, you want to be thinking about what the collectors are going to be exactly. thinking about when they're going to go buy a card. Exactly. A hundred percent. You know, one of my favorite, so one of my favorite personal uh, cards that I, I bought over the course of this year, I bought this earlier this year, uh, was from the Noir set. I've actually got it right here behind me. Let me grab it. Um, so this, I thought that these were so cool. So this was the Noir, uh, where it's two individual cards that, you know, oh, you can, yeah. you can, you can put it together. So it's two separate cards, right? Two different cards from the set, but you put it together and then you get, of course, the, um, logo of the team in the background. Yeah. And That's so this cool. is, this is Luca's rookie, um, from the Noir set from this past season. One of them is serial number to 25. One of them is serial number to 10, but in order to complete this, you know, look, you, you have to get both. So yeah. it makes it, it yeah, makes it a particularly cool. tough thing to get. So I actually, you know, I, I bought them individually, but yeah. then, you know, put them together so that it, it created it. And, and, and I, I have not priced, I have not priced this out, but my yeah, guess yeah. would be that because of the eye appeal of having both together like this, yeah. Yeah. that if I sold it this way, it would command a premium over selling either of the cards individually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really smart way of looking about things. Okay. What other um what other sets? So we just talked about, you know, we talked about the rise of Optic Hollow. We talked about Select. Yeah. Are there other sets that you're starting to think about or or or, or are those the ones that you're really focused on right now? Yeah. Those are the ones that I'm focused on. But now what I'm looking at too is is different years and variations because so the prisms, so I'm actually not the biggest fan of the eye appeal of the prism because there's no audience in the background. I mm. love the cards. Cause again, when I collected, I, you know, I, I turned 30 in May. So I was collecting at a time when, you know, you get the AI rookie, Alan Iverson, and you have the, the fans in the background and you have the, the basketball. For some reason to me, that always appealed to me. So I'm looking at different, like the, I think it's the 2014 prisms. There's certain variations that, that have, um, you know, the actual stands in the background and it just makes it feel a little bit more real to me. So I'm kind of exploring some with some of the major players, just some of those years where there's just interesting eye appeal. I mean, I love Giannis. I, I think he's already the face of the NBA. I've been buying up two and $3 cards of just action shots of him, just inserts where he's you know, fully outstretched with his arm, dunking the basketball, uh, you know, little things like that, because I think, you know, people don't care about him as much. They might've even thrown some of those cards away. They're, they're thinking, oh, that's just a $2 card. And if I go submit that to grade, I'm the only one with a PSA 10 of a random insert of, of Giannis, even not his rookie year, but it just, the eye appeal, it shows him, you know, slamming down mm -hmm. a dunk, brings that nostalgia of like, you know, I remember seeing that game where, where he scored 49 points or, or, or whatever that is. So trying to just identify, you know, little little niches like that. Yeah, that's a great strategy. Um, on the high end, a couple of sets that I think are are really good looking cards that people that are that aren't commanding the same premium in the marketplace. Um, I do like Noir and those Noir yeah. Noir is not doing a whole lot in the marketplace. Like if you look at resales of RPAs from the Noir yeah. set, they're really, really low compared to, um, you know, an Immaculate or National Treasures or Flawless or anything like that, um, yeah. even though the boxes are pretty expensive. Right. Um, this year's Immaculate is really, really nice. It um, you know, they, it it's got yeah. that really slick, uh, you know, glossy printing surface on card autos. Um, that was a really, really nice set this year. Um, yeah. And 
and a set that from an eye appeal standpoint that I love that isn't getting a lot of traction right now with investors is encased. Um, you know, the, the rookies and encased there, it's beautifully yeah. photographed on card autos. I think that they're really nice looking cards and they yeah. tend to not go for a whole lot of money. Um, yeah. so I don't know, I'll be curious over time to see how those ones perform. I think, yeah. I, I think that those could be ones where, especially with a player like a Trey or a Luca as their key cards, like the national treasures, RPA gets yeah. out of reach. For yes. most investors, I mean, the prices on yeah. those are insane. Exactly. Um, you know, ten thousand dollars plus, easy, right. or, or you right. know, for Luca, twenty thousand plus. You know, for National Treasures RPA. Yeah. As those prices get out of the range for a normal investor, if they want to buy a high-end card, they're going to start to look to the sets right below, and the sets right below are immaculate. Which, mm -hmm. by the way, the immaculate trays and the immaculate Lucas this year are are already coming out the bat really, really high compared to what yeah. we've seen in previous years from Immaculate. Yeah. Uh, and then they're gonna look down to a noir, um, yeah. you know, potentially to an encased yeah. um, or some other, you know, classy sets like that. So I think that there are some, I think there is some potential in those sets yeah. um, for the collectors looking to get a really nice RPA of a player, yeah. but can't afford to reach for the higher end sets. Totally. I, and I love that perspective too. Once something gets out of reach, like what's the next thing that I can buy? I, I have a bunch of encased, that I'm, that I'm hoping, because I think the same as you, it's you get nice autos, low numbers, things like that. But he, I even look at some, even the XR sets. I bought a mm -hmm. Trey Young RPA for like $30 from an XR set that's now appreciated to 130 because it gives the average person the opportunity to buy an RPA. I don't expect that to appreciate much, much more, but, but already, you know, when you just think of the mechanics of a collector, I want an RPA, I can't afford 20,000, I can't afford 10, but what might I be able to buy for 200? And, and there's a bunch of sets that you can look at for that. That's really interesting. So that's a good tip. What is the least expensive RPA? So, you know, an actual rookie patch auto, what is the least expensive one out there for any guy you're trying to collect, you know, in, in, in any sport, right. perhaps pick that one up because it is an RPA. It, it's not right. gonna be the most popular set. It's right. not gonna be the best looking card. But right. at the end of the day, it's an RPA. And if it's yeah. an RPA, then you're at least getting in that line of what a lot of collectors want to collect. So that's definitely. it's not a bad place to look for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting stuff. John, anything else? Uh, anything else to add today? No, I, I think that's it. Just have fun. You know, have fun. There's a lot of great cards out there and just enjoy the process. Is Philly going to get to the finals? Yes. Okay, I hope so. We you know, I, you you probably saw my my basketball top ten episode. Jo Joel Embiid yeah, yeah. is my number one guy this year yeah. in terms of basketball card investing. I I bought tons and tons of his cards, Me but too. it's under it's under the premise it's under the premise that the 76ers the make finals. the finals, which I I was really optimistic about that. But Boston has come out really really strong. The 76ers. Yeah. They're not, they, they have not clicked. They're missing outside shooting. They've not clicked quite yeah. to the same degree, but there's still the opportunity, obviously, that's really early in the season. Maybe they'll add a player before the trade deadline. Exactly. Um, I definitely think they've got the core to do it. Uh, and, and I, I yeah. and Embiid and, and is off to a hot start. That guy, I mean, he he definitely is worthy of MVP consideration. So I still think yeah. Embiid is, uh, is a top guy to be buying right now. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, but I really want to see the 76ers make it to the finals because that will definitely uh, cause uh, all all the guys, Embiid, yeah. Simmons, you know, Josh Richardson, all those guys are going to get a boost. For sure. And I, I think, too, the, the last one I would add is just look at the cultural relevance. I think with Joel Embiid, 
he's a super popular player. He just got into a scuffle with Carl Anthony yep. Towns, and, and all of a sudden it's like, who's this guy? I'm paying yeah. attention. We all like him. So there's some moments there. But Philly likes but, to make you spread it out, but I think they'll be there. By the way, both Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns were in my top five this year for NBA <laughs> picks. And I loved that scuffle. I loved it. Awesome. I loved it because it put them yeah. on Sports Center. They got yeah. suspended. It made them the story. It yeah. gave Carl. It gave Carl Anthony Towns a little bit more of kind of a tough image. Joel Embiid already had that a little bit. You know, he's right, a little bit of a crazy right. tough guy. But it, it yeah. toughened up Carl Anthony Towns a little bit, in my opinion. And yeah. it it put both of them in the spotlight. And so actually, that scuffle, in my opinion, yeah. uh, helped cement. The fact that I put both of those guys in my top five, so I was pretty happy to see that. On with that, absolutely. Yeah, good stuff, man. John, real pleasure uh, to have you on the show. Uh, yeah. Loved the article, and and it, you know, for more detail on what we talked about today, uh, everybody out there, go to sportscardinvestor.com, check out uh, John's article right on our homepage, and then leave comments. You can leave comments on the yeah. article. Let us know what you think. Let us let us uh, expand on what you heard today. If you've got yeah. other ideas that you want to add to the conversation, yeah. comment on the article on sportscardinvestor.com. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, John. Uh, and I yeah. will uh, hopefully have you on uh, in a future episode. Really appreciate your thoughts and insights. Yeah, let's do it. T take care. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with John Torrey. I thought we covered a lot of really good, interesting ground there. I would love to know what you think. Please do two things for me. First of all, you can go see John's article on my website, sportscardinvestor.com. Uh, it is the featured article right now on the homepage of sportscardinvestor.com, and you can leave a comment below the article. And then second of all, go to my Discord chat server. You're going to love the experience of being on the Discord chat server. There are so many active participants on that server now talking about sports card investing 24-7. I think you're really going to enjoy it. You can talk about this article or you can talk about whatever other topic you want to talk about related to sports card investing. Go check it out. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you joining for today's episode. See you again on Sunday. Take care.